Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and today I am recording this episode in Puerto Rico. I arrived um, earlier today. It was such a long travel experience. It was a red-eye flight with a connecting flight, so it was, you know, two two flights in order to get to my location from LA to Puerto Rico. Um, and so in lieu of that experience and witnessing so many people lose their shit, we're going to be talking about how to remain calm within a storm. So even when things are not going as planned, even when there's a part of your ego that wants to scream, like it's supposed to be something else. It's not supposed to be like this. When life gives us the curveballs and things aren't going the way we anticipated, how do we cultivate self-mastery to remain centered, to remain calm, to trust the process so we aren't exhausting ourselves to like swimming upstream, if we were to use a metaphor. Um, you know, over this past 24 hours, there was a lot of just waiting to be told what the next steps are. You know, I was sitting on an airplane for two and a half hours and then they made us all get off of the plane. And, you know, it's that moment when you realize, oh, we have to get off. Okay. Where you can be angry or you can be like, okay, is what it is. Let's go. You know, and just going with the motions of trusting that it's working out even when you don't have proof. And I felt like it was all just this big analogy that would be perfect to talk about on the podcast today of how to trust the process, how to choose how you want to show up rather than letting your emotions get the best of you. There's a scenario where, you know, pretty much everyone missed their connecting flights. By the time we got to that next location in Miami, the line was like probably 85 to 100 people and two representatives, two agents. Um, And there was this one man that was just pissed. He said, they could just suck my dick because I missed my flight and my kid's waiting for me and da-da-da-da-da. And then there's another girl that she's just like, well, my situation's way worse because X, Y, and Z, this and that. So it's almost like this competition of who got screwed over more. And they wanted to like rile everyone up around them because they're like, this is bullshit. This is their fault. They're going to pay for this. You know, they better give me a better flight and a refund. You know, just this desire for vengeance. When we are in a social situation, when we're around a bunch of other people, getting angry doesn't change anything, especially if you're dealing with an organization or a company or a business. Getting angry never gets us what we want. You know, and, you know, there was a part of me that wanted to tap him on the shoulder and be like, yo, man, shit happens. It is what it is, you know, because I just kept thinking about there's um, it's from Eckhart Tolle. And he talks about when we are in opposition to what is we are choosing suffering. So we are choosing suffering if we are in denial with the present reality of what is going on in our life. So, for example, the reality of the situation Everyone missed their flight. It is what it is. Because I kept hearing people around me be like, I was supposed to be on a flight at eight. I was supposed to land here at this time. I was supposed to be doing this. We were supposed to leave on time. And every single one of those those thoughts and those statements that people were saying was pretty much saying, things are not the way 
I anticipated them to be, and now I am angry. I am mad. I'm upset. Um, and it just kind of puts us in this victim scenario, you know, uh, and it's kind of one of the reasons why I like traveling alone, especially if it's a longer travel time, because I only have to manage my own mind. <laughs> you know, I don't have anyone else around me that um, I have to, because I'm very empathetic, you know, where I pick up on what other people are putting down. And so not everyone has the ability to just go with the flow. Some people do, but not everyone does. Some people will be upset or they're angry or whatever else. And so it's kind of nice because I only was having to be in charge of my own mind. Um, and it always works out because I've decided that it always works out. I've decided that it was it's, it's happening the way it's meant to be happening and it's all good. Um, but that didn't just happen. You know, the way that I've cultivated that is through the little things, you know. So say you plan to do something and then you don't do it, not out of defiance or procrastination, but simply because things got in the way, right? You got busy or whatever. It wasn't on purpose that you were avoiding it. It's just just like one of those things of, oh shit, I forgot to do that. When moments like that happen, affirm to yourself, oh, I guess I wasn't supposed to do that today. I guess that wasn't meant for me today. Or like example, I spilled my smoothie the other day and it was like, oh, I guess I'm only meant to have half a smoothie. And so it's like taking all these little micro moments in our day and having radical acceptance that it's all perfect, that it's exactly the way it's meant to be. And we know that's true because it's how it is, right? If you, if, if, things change or plans change, just know that everything is happening for you, not to you. And this is where we really start to harness in the empowerment versus the victim mindset. Because the truth is, it's easier for the ego to be the victim. In fact, the ego loves being the victim because then it could be like on this this angle of poor me, Look at what the world has done to me. Look at what this company has done to me. Look at what this person has done to me. This, I need the love and attention right now. And it, our inner child starts to have a fucking temper tantrum. And that's what I noticed a lot today at the airport was people just throwing temper tantrums because they felt out of control. And whenever we feel quote unquote out of control because plans have not gone the way we expected and anticipated them to go. This is where it's really important to notice what's happening with our physical body, especially for the females listening, because our body has so much wisdom, like notice in those moments, like, how are you standing? Are you hunched over, like kind of in this like position of shame or is your shoulders like all bunched up and anxious, like up to your ears because you're feeling anxious, like drop your shoulders, take a deep breath. This is when the mindfulness and the meditation practices that you cultivate when you're by yourself, it's almost like you get to use those same muscles of centering yourself when you're in life. Like an analogy that I like to use is if you were going to the gym and you were working out your leg muscles and your muscles in your legs started getting really strong, if you went to go help someone move, you would be a great asset because you have that strength in your legs to be able to lift boxes. So the strength that you've cultivated in the gym is not just useful for the gym. It's useful for all of the experiences outside of the gym. So the, when you are cultivating you know, your self-love practices, 
journaling, meditating, centering yourself, learning how to choose a different thought. You know, if your mind gets fixated on a worry, how do you unhook from that uncomfortable, that disempowering emotion of fear? You know, how do you slow it down and turn it around? You know, find the thought, slow it down, turn it around and redirect towards love. If you do that with yourself and the little things and you cultivate that, that practice of meditation and reflection and self-awareness, then you're able to use those same muscles in all other areas of your life. I remember getting a tattoo last year and the other tattoos I had, I didn't meditate when I got them and I couldn't like my body was tense and shaking in pain because I didn't know how to breathe. I didn't know how to keep breathing and focus on my breathing. So then when I got this other tattoo, after having a couple years of meditation practices under my belt of like, you know, I have that muscle, it was so much easier to get that tattoo because I was able to sit and breathe and notice, focus on your breath. I was able to manage my mind and not let it go wild and like not let the emotions overtake me. And so just know that everything that you do when you're by yourself positively affects you when you're out in the real world. And so I think one of the biggest things about creating self-mastery is how you take control of your focus the first hour of the morning. So everyone that works with me, everyone that's a part of Glow Self-Love Mastermind, We always talk about the morning practice and making the mornings sacred. So if I were to give you just a few tips of things that you can implement right away, because if you and I are similar, we need to make the morning simple because we aren't going to like, we want to be realistic so we can be able to boost our confidence with it and not like come up with this like crazy ass morning routine. No, simple, 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 simple. So This is what I recommend on how to like get your focus back. Like when shit starts to hit the fan in life, are you trained for it? And this is the training, what I'm going to share with you. The first hour of waking up, don't look at your cell phone, okay? Our cell phone is almost this addictive thing that our mind is addicted to absorbing new information and it it takes us out of that ability to stay centered and to stay calm and to notice the thoughts that are coming up and manage them and choose them versus distracting ourselves to be in consumption mode, right? We want to notice how often we're being in consumption mode versus creation mode, okay? What are we creating? And we want to be creating more than we're consuming. And so creating doesn't have to be like you're physically creating something. It could be, what am I creating for my day? Am I creating joy? Am I creating peace? Am I creating calm? What am I creating for myself? And it's really hard to create and set intentions for your day if you are consuming information from other people. If you're consuming news, if you're consuming TV, if you're consuming your cell phone, social media. So a big practice that will help cultivate self-mastery and how to stay calm in the midst of a shitstorm is taking back your mornings. The first hour of the day, not looking at your phone. Even if you're fucking staring at the wall in silence, that's better for your nervous system 
and for your your brain health because the brain will become addicted to the cell phone and it starts depending on um, satisfaction in life from the phone. And we don't want to be dependent on anything, right? We want to be sovereign, independent, empowered human beings. We also want to feel in control of our point of focus. We cannot control the things that happen to us in life, like the whole flight thing. I couldn't control the fact that we had to get on a plane, sit on it, evacuate it. I couldn't control that I missed my flight. I couldn't control the lines were crazy. I ended up just buying a whole new flight and saying, fuck it, because that felt more um, downstream versus swimming upstream and being angry and trying to force something to happen. You know, I can't control any of that but I can control how I respond and react to it. I can control how I think about it and how I look at it and what I decide it means, you know? We can't control the circumstances, but we can control the reaction. And our ability to focus in the calm, you know, directly correlates to our ability to focus in the chaos. So take back your mornings. The first hour of the day, don't consume any technology. Maybe you sit in silence. I recommend opening up a journal and just writing, you know, even if you feel like you're writing the same thing over and over again, learn how to put your thoughts on paper because our thoughts, we can think so much faster than we can write. So it forces us to slow down and become mindful. And this muscle of being mindful, you know, being aware of the thoughts. And as we become aware of our thoughts, it helps us create metacognition. Metacognition is the ability to look above the thoughts, to be a backseat observer of the thoughts, you know, to observe our thoughts versus just living them and being them. You know, if you've ever heard people say like, I am not my thoughts. Well, it's true, you know, because sometimes a thought will come up and it's like, where did that come from? And It takes time to learn how to not be self-identified by them versus, huh, weird, where did that thought come from? I'm going to let that go versus, oh my gosh, what does it mean about me that I just thought about that? You know, it's like, oh, it doesn't mean anything. Um, So take back your mornings. The first hour of the day, don't look at your cell phone. Set your intentions. Mastering your morning comes down to a few things not looking at your cell phone first thing in the morning and learning how to train yourself to choose what to focus on before letting the world tell you what to focus on. Opening up your journal, meditating, learning how to meditate. I'm going to put my alignment meditation series in the notes below and I'm going to put a little special offer so you can be able to access that. You could be able to try those out because they're incredible. Um, and they have, there's a, there's a 10 part series. So there's 10 meditations and there's a five minute one. There's a 10 minute one, 15, 25, 30 minutes. So it allows you to grow in your practice and to be guided. So you don't have to sit down and try and direct your thoughts. You can allow me to support you in directing those thoughts, um, without having it be overstimulating which is what the TV and the cell phone does. It puts our brain chemistry into this overactive state that isn't necessary. And it actually is exhausting and stress-inducing, and it throws off our ability to be creative and to feel present because we're 
spiking that, um, that it's like a hit of dopamine, you know, first thing in the morning, like that's why we get all excited to see if there's any messages in the DMS and if they're who liked the photo and things like that. And so we get to take back control of our point of focus. And when we do that in the small moments of each morning, then when the big things happen and it's chaotic, we know how to manage our mind. Okay. So I hope you loved this episode of Joyfully You podcast. In the show notes below, there's a, there's a link where you can purchase the alignment meditation series. All right, you guys, I'm sending you so much love and I will be uh, recording this week in Puerto Rico. So I'll be sharing my experiences and things that will be inspiring the episodes for this week and as well you guys send me messages all of the time and I put them in a folder and I refer to them for my podcast episodes so if there's a specific topic or a question that you have send me a message on Instagram at Kelsey Low Show and I will create a podcast episode just for you all right guys you are listening to Joyfully You podcast I am your host Kelsey Low, and I will see you on the next episode